Hello, Nathan Foster here. Welcome once again to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. So this will be the last podcast for this year as we're taking Christmas week off. I hope you're able to do the same. And here we are, episode number 51. This has been such a fun year for me, getting to do these every week. And I'm so thankful um, that people are are listening. Uh, And I I would invite you, if you have... um, ideas, suggestions for the podcast, I invite you to email justine at justine at renovare.org. I'd be happy to to hear from people. Uh, We thought we'd do something a little different for the final one this year, and I sat down with uh, Carolyn Ahrens, and we talked about Christmas music, and uh, she shared some of her music, and then we discussed the songs. So I think there's three songs on here that you can listen to. Uh, it was just a fun, a fun conversation, and I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and if you're interested in her music, um, you can go to the Renovare website, and up top we have a green bar where it has some of our favorite Advent resources, and you can find her music on there. Um, as always, thank you so much uh, for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas, and uh, I'll see you in the new year. Okay, so you have this, as a musician, you have this great tradition of writing a new Christmas song every year, correct? Yeah. So, so what happened was the the uh, this little, little Baptist church that I grew up in in Coquitlam, British Columbia. About it's got to be about twenty five years ago now. The pastor said, "Hey, Carolyn, for our Christmas Eve service this year, would you would you write a new Christmas song?" And I thought, "Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be a cool cool challenge. Get back to the story, ask to see it in fresh eyes, see what comes out." And uh, so I wrote a song, and it seemed to go pretty well. I was working that time as a as a touring singing songwriter, so it was something that I did. Uh, but it was fun to have that challenge. And then the next year, he was like, uh, hey, that was cool when you did that last year. Will, will you do it again? And I said, yeah. Well, now, like 25 years later, it's it's kind of a high-pressure <laughs> tradition. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on. But, but almost, almost every year for those 25 years, I've written a new song for Christmas Eve every year. Wow. And, and and he's not saying let's run the old one. We need a new one. <laughs> well, I think it's we're we're now uh there's been two pastors since, but they've been only too happy to carry on the tradition, which which has been very, I mean, a wonderful hospitality to me and what what I do. And um and they usually usually they have me do uh, we were just talking about this Christmas Eve. So usually they have me do one of the older ones that I have written from the last 25 years and then a new one if I've if it if it comes together in, in times. So um yeah, they every single year. And it's 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 been cool. Some years it, it is kind of a form of stress, but most years it's kind of like a form of Lectio Divina. Mm. Maybe we could call it Songzio Divina or something, right? Where <laughs> just <laughs> putting your Self, uh, you know, just very, very slowly going back to the story and just trying to be quiet long enough to hear uh, what the story has to say to me next year or this year um, that it didn't say to me last year, and then um, try to share that with other people. So mm-hmm. it's actually a, a pretty cool discipline. And uh, end of the day, yeah. Well, okay. So, what, what, why don't we play one, and then, and then you can talk a little bit about the song, and we can come back. Yeah, I think uh, I think we talked about maybe sharing this song called "My First Christmas," which was my, I believe, my Christmas two thousand, Christmas Eve two thousand song. So, you can listen to that. 
Daddy took a photograph in 1923. She was just a little baby laying by the Christmas tree. And her mama knew she was way too small to remember very much at all. So she made sure to write these words on the back of that black and white. This is my first Christmas. First time to hear the choir sing. She was raising her own babies in the winter of '44, trying to make their Christmas merry while their daddy fought the Second World War. And she slipped into the chapel on Christmas Eve. Something holy happened when the preacher preached. She went forward. She said, "I never will forget today. This is my first Christmas. First time that I can really sing." Okay, so do you you have a story for us about about writing this song? Well, the the story actually comes after writing this song because because uh, like I was telling you, I wrote this song for for Christmas Eve two thousand, and uh, and the story you know it was it wasn't really based on anything. It was sort of a story that kind of uh, came to me as I was writing it. But there there's a character in the story who passes away in a, in November. 
And the next November, uh, 11 months later, my own grandma passed away really unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas came around and I remembered the Christmas Eve song from from the year before. And, you know, I sometimes tell people that I won't use that phrase that songwriters use when they when they're going to sing you one of their songs and they say, here's a song God gave me. Um, that I won't use that phrase because I don't want people to hear the song and go, eh, maybe because he didn't want it. <laughs> you know? but, but that um, that first Christmas, you know, a year a year after that song was written, I actually I actually did kind of know that that was a song that got yeah. given to me and and my family, and and it and it's been a song that he's that he's given me to be able to sing kind of year after year. Because uh, anywhere you go, sing at Christmas time. There's at least a few people there that are that are having their first Christmas mm-hmm. apart from someone that that they that they love. You, you and I were talking earlier about that wonderful quote that that grief is is the tax for love, right? Mm-hmm. For loving deeply, mm-hmm. and um, and we sometimes feel that so acutely at Christmas. So that song has turned out to be a little gift um, at this time of year to know uh, if we're spending a first Christmas away from someone we love, we. We don't have to wonder where they are. They're mm-hmm. in the first Christmas in a whole different kind of context. Yeah. Great. No, that's good. I mean, Christmas is that, it, you know, it's a joy, anticipation, the kind of wonder of um, Christ being born and, and then the family together and all this. But yet for many people, it's just straight painful because they're reminded of who's not there and what life looks like now. Well, maybe that's a crude introduction to a, a funny song you ha- or a funny story you have for the next song. Well, um, yeah, we were going to maybe play this song called Long Way to Go, uh, which is on my newer Christmas project. And this, this just comes from a couple of years ago. Uh, it was getting close to Christmas. I didn't have any, any idea yet for what I was going to write for my Christmas song that year, which would which this wonderful, beautiful, spiritual practice of writing a, a Christmas song each year was turning into this grumpy, stressful, <laughs> what am I going to write about? And um, and then I had a concert in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. So I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. So from Vancouver to Appleton is a long way. And we had made uh, a mistake on our, on our flight, uh, booking our flights. And so I had to catch these emergency flights to get there for this concert and it was crisscrossing the nation like crisscrossing the continent to get there so it was like started at three in the morning had to get to appleton in time to do a concert that night I was just doing one concert and then uh turning around and coming back and so just from plane to plane and airport to airport i just kept muttering man this is a long, long way to go for a christmas concert <laughs> and then i think it was like on my on my uh final flight that phrase, long way to go, long way to go, just started kind of reverberating around in my head. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, oh, I think I have this year's Christmas song. And then, you know, then I think I was a great source of um, consternation to all the passengers around me wondering what crazy woman in 12A was doing. Because I'm trying to like, as quietly as possible, write a song on the airplane. But <laughs> but it, it, it got Written by the time I landed, and I, I played it at the show that uh, that night. So that's, did you that's really? You wrote it on the plane and then played it. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little, little, it was a little rough, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but we we got stuck the landing, as they say. <laughs> Great. Okay, so this song is uh, a long way to go. Well, Caesar's wish was there. 
things that strikes me about Christmas music is it, it gives us a chance to really work with a short story and dig apart all these cool meanings locked in it. It is such a great story. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, the Christmas story is so improbable and, you know, unlikely. Uh, I think it was C.S. Lewis 
clues that that's, that's kind of one of the most convincing things about it is there's just nothing we ever would have come up with um, <laughs> as a sensible story. And so, so I love it. I, I think you can come back, back and back and back to it and it's, it still has things to tell you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there is that danger this this time of year for us to go. I've heard it all before, and you know, it's just rote memory, and then and then all the craziness of Christmas. But to miss that, that's really quite an unusual story. That, that I think you're right. We, who would come up with something like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty genius. That's good. Okay, well, we'd be remiss if we didn't. Um, play this next song, Do Not Be Afraid, uh, as this is Chris, Chris Hall's favorite song, Christmas song you've written, correct? That's what he tells us. Yep. Chris, our president, Chris Hall, he says, this is the one. Yeah. So we have to play. <laughs> well, give us, give us a little background on, on that song. This came out of the observation that every time the angels in the Gospels, every time the angels show up to tell someone that the incarnation is about to happen, Christmas is about to ha- happen, Always include that phrase, do not be afraid. Mm. We know it's actually one of the most repeated phrases in the in the Bible, but I also think it's very striking that the angels always always say it. And I think, you know, I mean, granted, if you're an angel and you show up to try to tell a human something, you probably have to say, do not be afraid, just to get, <laughs> get whoever you're talking to calm down enough to hear what you have to say. But I think... I think there's something really profound to that, that over and over again, do not be afraid. And I think, uh, you know, there's, there's helpful fear and not helpful fear. So there's mm-hmm. the helpful fear that makes us put our seatbelts on and not put our tongues on frozen poles and things like that. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good kind of fear. Um, but there's, there's another kind of fear, kind of a, a cell level, soul level fear of, you know, is this, is there any point? to my life? Is the universe going anywhere? Is there really a God? Does he really know I'm here? Is Does he care? Can he change things? Um, and it seems to me now, you know, many years after having written the song, that our culture is getting more and more and more afraid with that kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the angels, they come to us and they go like, hold on, just wait, just look at what's happening here. Look, look at the lengths that the God of the universe will go to to get to you with this love you don't have to be afraid not at that gut level soul level mm. when there's a god like that holding the universe together so oh, that's, that's good. where the sun comes
Birds watch their flocks by A blinding light, and then things got even stranger. Angels in the sky, far as the eye could see, singing, "Christ is born." Oh, and one more thing. Just thank you so much for sharing some of your music with us today. Thank you. It's been fun to fun to talk about Christmas music in general and this uh, this season with you. Thanks, Nate. And, and if people to to access your your two albums, the um, how would people go about getting those? Oh yeah, uh, they could go to carolynearons.com or actually they could go to renovari.org and. Um, uh, just that we who we work with, you put this really cool whole Advent resources section together on the website. If you go uh, to renovari.org and then you click on resources, books, Advent resources, just a bunch of our favorite uh, Advent devotionals and Christmas books and things like that. And and uh, I know she put links into these Christmas albums. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks again, Carolyn, so much. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 